All right, finally we got the recording bar back. Welcome. Today is Sunday, July 26, and you are on episode 3, season 2 of the Alcast. We got a lot to get into today, so let's give you a breakdown of today's show. As always, we're going to talk some spots. We're going to talk some UFC fight night from yesterday night. Till Whitaker, Gus Wardoom, Shogun Nog, as well as the debut of a couple of exciting prospects. We're going to talk about some Lou Williams getting in the news for all the wrong reasons. We're going to talk about this potential fight. Well, I believe the, the contract's all being signed and dotted between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, you, you heard right, apparently. And on the undercard, there's another interesting fight alleged to happen. I don't know about the contract negotiations on that one between Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. As well as we've seen some NFL news between Jamal Adams, safety for the New York Jets, and uh, head coach Adam Gates. We talk a little Antonio Brown. We even talk a little CFL today. And we'll talk some Canelo in boxing. And a little bit about this and a little bit about that. But enough with the overview, let's just get into the show today, shall we? Starting with the breaking down some of the action from last night. We saw the uh, continued success, uh, well, dominating success, we should say, from a uh, new contender in welterweight as well. He said he's open to fights in middleweight, Kamzat Chemaev. I'm telling you, these these Dagestani boys are just built different. You know, like They all look like bald Abraham Lincoln. And just absolutely shredded to the bone. Sinuated. They all look like they grew up wrestling bears and dodging mortar shells in the streets somewhere. And they're just, yeah, like I said, they're just built different. Especially when you see uh, these posts that the UFC are putting out, breaking down the numbers from his first two fights where he's like outstruck the two guys, hundreds of strikes to single digits and... Got them both out of there. I think he set the record for fastest time in back-to-back wins as a like debuting fighter. So props to uh, Kamzat Chemaev and expect him to fight against a top 15, top 10 guy next because um, you can't put him in there against these other prospects. It, sometimes you find out, like the case with like an Adesanya or a guy like this, that uh, there's levels to this game, and he appears a couple levels above most of these pr- other prospects right now. Even at only eight and zero, he he looks like a like a seasoned veteran in there, like no nerves, just taking care of business. Very impressive. Then we saw a matchup between a couple of the old boys, Mauricio Shogun Hua and uh, Rogerio Nagara, and Pride Never Die. <laughs> And this, I believe they said the third time they fought, or even the fourth time they fought. And Shogun took the dub. And it's good to see Rogerio retire after the match. I'm sure Shogun won't be too far behind him, as both of them have been in the game a long time, decades. And it's crazy to see them still in there after. I can remember from some of my early days as a fan, like I was always watching the 
the Japan fights because I knew a lot of their fighters could easily come over to the UFC and beat some of those guys and the rule set was appealing to me at the time you know with the the soccer kicks and the stomps and the highlight reels from Pride were just crazy like it was really a crazy organization in a lot of ways I should do a another pod breaking down Pride FC sometime and talking about some of my old uh, Pride Never Die memories from those days but and some of the fantasy fights we never got to see between the UFC fighters of that era and the Pride fighters of that era. But nonetheless, congrats to Shogun, dominating win, and congrats to Rogerio Nogueira retiring, and um, for sure UFC Hall of Famer, both of those guys. And go to the co-main event between Alexander Gustafsson and Fabrizio Werdum. Uh, I totally picked wrong. I was I was gung ho set on Gus just bashing this guy up. Probably in the first two rounds, I saw him TKO him on the feet. I thought his boxing was just a level above. Um, you heard stories about him beating him up and sparring. Uh, I always thought Gus was probably more of like a a natural heavyweight, but. He just, you know, first round submission to an armbar. You don't see a lot of those anymore. And you just got, you know, where Doom was ended up being a level or two above on the ground and got an easy win there in, in the UFC heavyweight division. That's that's no uh, easy task. So congrats to Fabricio Wardoom, pound for pound, one of the top uh, 10 heavyweights on the planet right now, maybe even top five. And definitely a contender for... Um, pound for pound best heavyweight of all time if you look at his track record and some of the guys he's beaten and he's just kind of an anomaly you know you see him in his last fight he looked kind of sluggish and uh, out of shape not the best conditioning and in this fight with Gus he just looked like his head was in the right place and he came out there to snatch arms and that's exactly what he did Back to the drawing board for Alexander Gustafsson. Let's see if he takes another fight at heavyweight or maybe goes back down to light heavyweight. And it'd be interesting. And the main event was between Darren Till and Robert Whitaker. Another one. <laughs> Couldn't have picked any more wrong. And let me tell you, I lost a little bit of money on Till last night. But hey, what can you do? I guess I gotta sell some feet picks online or something to make it back. <laughs> and I just thought... It was going to, the fight stay on the feet, which it did more or less. A couple moments uh, here and there. Like I said, I heard Rob in the interview after the fight. thinks the couple takedowns that he got and the strikes that he landed on the ground were probably the difference maker for him there. And just uh, playing that tactical game on the feet with Till, you got to give him credit for um, playing that high-level chess game with him because... A guy with the power like Darren Till and even the power of Rob for uh, vice versa, you know. It was, it was an interesting fight. It's just, you know, it's just you get that post-fight hangover feeling when it's like, oh, my parlay didn't go that great last night. My pick on Till didn't go that great last night. I got to sleep it off. Still tonight, it'll be a couple days sleep off and then bounce back and switch up my parlays for the next card. You know, don't make a six-fight parlay. Make a th- couple three-fight parlay, put a little less money on the single fights. Um, you know, just 
it's it's the game, man. It's when you're trying to pick fights, it's hard. You know, MMA is one of the hardest things to pick, and you can do all the research in the world, and there's still factors and um, motivations that you don't know and you aren't aware of, so it makes it hard. And that covers all the action from last night, so let's move on with the show, shall we? We saw a news story between uh, Lou Williams getting in a little trouble with the NBA as they're supposed to all be quarantined in their hotels right now, not getting up to any funny business, but a rapper named Jack Harlow um, posted a picture, a video, I believe, of him at an Atlanta strip club up to no good. And I was like, come on, man, you're breaking rule number one, Jack Harlow. We don't want any cameras in the club. Like, no one's proud of that. No one wants to be seen up in there. You're a snitch, bro. <laughs> and you got Takashi Snitch 9 on Lou Williams, man. Like, sheesh. Uh, first is Kawhi Leonard getting uh, <laughs> caught up in one of those places using the claw and, uh, you know, this and that. I'm sure you've all seen it. If not, maybe do a quick Google search on that one. But naughty, naughty Lou Williams, but also naughty, naughty Jack Harlow for blowing up his spa. What are you doing, bud? What are you doing, bud? Shifting over to boxing, we've seen an exhibition eight-round bout announced between Mike Tyson, yes, the Mike Tyson, Iron Mike Tyson, and Roy Jones Jr. fight that probably would have been a lot better 10 15 years ago <laughs> to say the least but still there's a there's definitely a part of me as I'm sure there's a part of everyone that's kind of curious and some of my earliest boxing memories are of Mike Tyson people talking about Mike Tyson and uh later on I became more of aware of Roy Jones Jr. when I started looking into who were the great fighters who were the great light heavyweights and it's kind of I think the interest there is because those two guys are in a lot of people's pound-for-pound all-time list, and getting in there together is it's tough, though. <laughs> you know, it's, it's tough. I, I'm not sure how I feel about it just yet, so I guess I should uh, refrain from commenting too much, but it's interesting, to say the least, and I'm curious to see what kind of um, pay-per-view or... Zone or streaming site that they're going to release this on and see how they get it out to the public. And the undercard of that fight, we see it about between the YouTuber and now boxer Jake Paul, I guess we could call him, as he's had a couple of fights an amateur fight and a pro fight, even though they were just against other YouTubers. He's still got to give him a little credit for getting in there. I know there's a lot of youngins and oldins who have problems with giving Jake Paul or the Pauls any credit, but. Yeah, whatever, I'll take the L and I'll give them some. And he's fighting basketball player Nate Robinson. Um, I don't know how that fight got worked out or if there's any beef between those guys. Uh, if Nate Robinson has any boxing experience, I'm not sure. Maybe it's just because he's another uh, big big name-ish for uh, them to get on the undercard and bring in some interest from basketball fans as well as uh, the younger crowd that are into Jake Paul, I think. Yeah, I gotta give it to Jake early on. He, in that last fight against Gibby, looked pretty good. I gotta give him credit on his technique and his uh, ring generalship aggressiveness. Uh, he seems to have some natural tools that a boxer needs. And football news, we've seen some beef between Jamal Adams, safety for the Jets, and Adam Gase. 
um, famous for the crazy eyes at the press conference. I think uh, Gase probably gets Adderalled out before games, to be honest. Uh, I don't like throwing shade on too many people, but something going on with that dude. Like, your eyes don't do that, man. Uh, I've seen some eyes doing that in some places, and it's usually a substance that's involved, you know? Unless, I don't know, he's got some kind of something going on in his head, man. Uh, it's not just offensive and defensive game uh, plans for the Jets, because that's not working out too great either. As obvious as players are mutinying right now, Jamal Adams has come out and said that... Um, that he doesn't think that Gase is the leader for their team moving forward. And, you know, if that sentiment is being said by the star player on the team, I guarantee you it's being echoed in the locker room. Uh, it doesn't bode well. Uh, usually when you see these issues between coaches and players, especially with new coaches that haven't been that successful as of lately, it's usually means the walking papers aren't too far behind. So it's going to be interesting in the weeks to come the situation with the Jets, especially as now I think a lot of those teams in the um, AFC East, is it? Or AFC South? Yeah, it's called the AFC. In the AFC are wanting to make the most of this year as the Patriots have uh, taken a couple hits in free agency, losing players. And uh, if you're going to beat them in that division, now is the year. So you're going to... Look to see Miami, Buffalo, and the Jets making some more moves in coaching and players uh, up to the start of preseason, the start of the regular season. In other football news, seen a lot of speculation. Uh, Antonio Brown came out retired, two days later unretired. <laughs> the saga continues from last season. It made me think, is he ever going to get another shot in the NFL, you know? Um Let's see if I can chronicle the what happened last season. He got cut from the Steelers, was dysfunctional with them, to say the least. Uh, signed to the Raiders in the offseason. Showed up to training camp with frostbite on his feet. Uh, not good for a wide receiver. And uh, quickly uh, had some issues with the helmet and other issues with them. Got cut from the Raiders and got picked up by the Patriots for a game, uh, had some issues with them, issues with their training staff, um, got cut from them, <laughs> and uh, was rumored on a couple different teams after that. I heard rumors about him being acquired by the Seahawks. I heard rumors about him being acquired by the Ravens. I heard um, rumors about him being acquired by the Cardinals. But with everything that happens and how he acts on social media and the trouble that he gets you on video, there's just a lot of bad signs pointing towards some kind of um, brain injury there, as it would make a lot of sense if you look at some of the hits he's taken in his career, especially playing against the Bengals and the Ravens and the Browns. I mean, he was playing in one of the toughest defensive divisions for a long time, and uh, he wasn't making a lot of friends on the field. He was a star player, but he, you know it's it's tough when a guy who just a couple years ago was seen as a top three wide receiver in the league can't find a team right now. He's got to, I think, 
I don't know, man. I think he's got to get it together first of all. But that's easier said than done. And I don't know what's going on in his head in his personal life. So, you know, you just pray and hope for the best for Antonio Brown. Will he get another shot? Um, my opinion is no. I think he probably blew it. I think he's been given second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances. And... um. He, if you just imagine if you're a team's general manager, you're always wearing the, the, the pros and the cons of signing players. And I, you always feel like bringing a dysfunctional player into your locker room can totally mess up a team's chemistry. So I think teams will just uh, decide to keep drafting wide receivers. And there's always uh, deals to be made for a wide receiver if you're really looking to uh, fill a position on your team or just improve your depth chart heck my ravens could use a star wide receiver right now but i'll tell you this i don't want antonio brown in the locker room it's not just because he's a former Steeler. it's just it's tough uh, we got duvernay in the draft from texas tech and um or just the university of texas we got miles boykin we drafted hollywood brown first overall a year ago so we're not as bad as it could be, but I still think we need that one piece at wide receiver to put us over the edge and make us a real Super Bowl contender again. And we've seen some CFL news about the players organization, the league, telling players just to um, act like there's not going to be a season. Basically, they don't want to get fans' hopes up or uh, have players... Um, spending all this money in training camps and whatnot, getting prepared for a season. It's probably not going to happen, unfortunately. But I just figured I'd throw my name in the mix for the Ottawa Red Blacks or Hamilton Tiger Cats, you know, Stampeders. You guys need a slot-wide receiver. If you guys need a, uh, a running back to get you a couple of yards, you know, I'll take that minimum salary, you know. Like, I'll get in there. I'll, I'll get a couple yards for you, boys. I'll... I'll, I'll block, you know. I can run, block, and catch. So uh, if you if you get around to hear this, especially the Red Black, since you're local, you know it's not too far of a hike to me to get into the city, and I'll uh, I'll come help you boys out. I don't know, you know, CFL. You're always looking some help with that salary cap. You know, you need a podcast host as a uh, a wide receiver. You know, hit up hit up your boy, hit up your boy, man. And we can all hope for a CFL season. But I don't know, man. It's going to be tough, especially if they take the hit here and the season gets canceled. I know the CFL is always, you know, struggling to keep their head above water financially. It's It's been a tough go for them to try and grow football in Canada. We're um, people for the most part here. We, we love our hockey and we love our sports, you know, Sportsnet and um, Sports Center and ESPN is on TV in most uh, public places you go, like restaurants and bars. But I always find we've had a hard time growing new sports here in this country. People are maybe a little close-minded to uh, new sports, or um, yeah, I, I just get, I'll leave it at that. I just never thought that our Canadian fighters and our Canadian MMA fighters, boxers, and uh, some of our athletes besides um, hockey players got the respect that they deserve. 
But that's neither here nor there. It's a story for another pod. It's, and you got to go deep on that one. But believe me, I can prove it if you want me to back up the facts. Like, GSP really never got the respect he deserved as a champion at welterweight. I mean, he won Canadian Athlete of the Year for Sportsnet one time. But I remember being in high school and his peak of his prime when he was beating everybody and making it look relatively easy. And I'd try and talk to people about it and no one knew who he was. No one in my hometown knew who he was. Like, there was very few fight fans in um, his peak in Canada outside of Montreal uh, who were following it. And let's keep it on the fight news. Let's talk about uh, Canelo uh, being stuck in contract negotiations with the zone. You see on social media, he's deep into training camp, though, so it looks like he's staying ready for whoever. Uh, I really hope they work out the contract situation with him. They get him a fight in September, which would be a couple months away. Something to look forward to for uh, the end of September, I imagine. And uh, there's a few potential matchups for him. I've thought of, uh, obviously, Billy Joe Saunders, but uh, we've heard him say he's not interested in that fight, at least in the time frame that they want. Um, they've talked about Canelo Triple G again. They've talked about Canelo... David Lemieux, good Canadian middleweight. They've talked about Canelo versus... Um, who else are they talking about? Canelo fighting, eh? There's a lot of matchups. Chris Eubank Jr. There's some, there's some potential matchups for him, especially now that we've seen him go as heavy as light heavyweight. Um, I just hope he gets a fight, man. I hope Canelo gets the fight in September. He's probably my favorite. Well... Is he my favorite boxer to watch right now? He's definitely top three of my favorite boxers to watch right now. Uh, (laughs) Sad news. I forgot about my fantasy draft, guys. I don't know if I'll do another one. I got kind of dejected after I forgot about it. I never programmed in my calendar. It was for this past Friday at 5, and then so it just auto-drafted my team. Uh, Trash. (laughs) And... uh, I could always just do another draft, another team, close that league, but, you know, it was a bit of a time suck, and there's just another thing to worry about and get your little dopamine fix of getting wins and losses, so I think maybe I'll just take a, a break from the fantasy football this year, and uh, eh, it's something else to talk about on the pod, and it's kind of fun to get into with people. I was talking spicy in another draft I did with some other people. But I had to let you guys know about that. And maybe if I'll do another draft, I'll open it up to people who listen to the pod. That could be fun to do a fantasy football league with some of you guys. And last but not least topic of today was my little brief foray into online poker. Uh, I was just playing on the World Series of Poker app. Never put any real money into it. It was just using chips and all that. I want... It's been something I've been putting on the list for a while. I wanted to learn a bit more about, but let me tell you, man, it's a it's a crazy game. Especially when you only hear there's ten hands, and each one is a little better than the other one, and you're basically guessing the probability of your hand being better than someone else's hand, and wagering chips on it. That's a kind of a, a simple breakdown of it, but um. Yeah, like I said, it's kind of with the same thing with the 
with the fantasy football, it's just another dopamine fix for me. It's just like you get like all these highs and lows while playing poker, especially uh, if you play aggressively like I like to play. It's like I go all in quite a bit. So I'm always willing to bet that my hand's better than your hand, man. And uh, it's not something I it's it's almost it's too much it's a little too much i can't i can't handle the online poker it's too much stimulation for the senses and um i had it on my phone for two or three days maybe four days i got a a much better understanding of the game of poker now i think um people probably been playing for years laugh at that but um if you put the hours in you can figure out a lot and just a few hours of watching how people play and um, watching what situations people uh, fold and raise and bet. and It's an interesting game. I might pick it back up sometime and do a stream on the YouTube channel or uh, stream it somewhere else. So it'd be interesting to play with your friends and play in a casino or something. I think I'd maybe enjoy playing it a bit more in uh, IRL, as the kids say. And the pod's going on a little long today. Uh, sorry if the energy wasn't up to par for some of the other pods, but a um, bit of a long night. Um, this and that. As we always say at the end, stay positive out there. Keep those wheel kicks pumping like Edson Barboza. You know, keep those axe kicks flying like Andy Hugh in the K1 days and Buqua from the K1 days, you know. Uh, shout out to all the blue collar people out there getting it done um, subscribe wherever you can subscribe to this podcast uh, please leave a review and a rating on the podcast to help spread it around and share it on social media if you're a fan this has been the Alcast. peace <laughs>